Dan, let me tell you something. Okay. Podcasting mm-hmm. is a little bit like fishing, mm. except instead of casting your rod. Hello, my name's Dan. And I'm Rich. <laughs> and this is Amazing <laughs> Tapes. It's a podcast where we find tapes that are old and weird and unstreamable and bring them to you, the listener. You are the listener. Why don't you join us, our friends, on our adventure to try and find Amazing Tapes. Tapes. Uh, all right? Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? Yep, I'm okay. Fantastic. As well as can be expected yep. in this economy. I'll pop a tape on, shall I? You've brought a tape this time. I've brought a tape. This time it's your turn. Much to your delight. Yeah. You've had this tape for a little while. I have had this tape for a while. If I'm not mistaken, mm. this is one of the first tapes that you purchased. Ever in my <laughs> life. In 1988. Yeah, I walked into an R-Price, short trousers, Yep. and I said, Please, mister, have you got John White's The Merry Samurai's Return from Work and other electronic works? And of course he said yes. Of course. Who hadn't? Who what? what R price wouldn't have this? What in, self-respecting R price? In 88. Are you right there? Yeah, just just playing with the levels. Oh, yeah. Um, just max. This is max. Maxed out. Now. Mm. This is interesting. It's interesting because this is a legitimate tape. Yeah. <laughs> quite right. Um, it... It's made by John White, an English composer, um, born in 1936, um, who took to dabbling in the world of electronic music. How interesting. So it's one of those things I find interesting because it sounds, it does sound like a guy who's Somebody been dabbling, dabbling. <laughs> in electronic like, music. It sounds like someone who's been classically trained on piano, right? Who is then using a synthesizer. Do I you think so. I don't. It sounds like well, somebody's <laughs> randomly <laughs> pressing the keys that's, on. Uh, <laughs> that's a matter of your opinion. No, I'm, I'm taking no, the course. Fine. Um, but you you can imagine him banging this out on a piano, right? And, and I, then yeah, and then sort of playing around with. With synths and the different sounds they make, it doesn't sound yeah. like. Do you know who else did that? Who else did that? Rick Wakeman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's save that for another time. <laughs> so John's an experimental composer and musical performer. <clears throat> uh, invented the British form of systems music. Um, I don't know what systems music is. Systems music, if you will allow me to read to you from the internet. Yes. Um, it's music with sound continua. Which I don't know what that means. Please don't stop me or ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> Often over long periods of time. Sorry, start that again. Historically, <laughs> the American minimalists, Steve Reich, Lamont Young or Philip Glass are considered the principal proponents of the compositional approach citation needed. So, <laughs> oh, pointless in reading that out there. <laughs> uh, but uh, John White uh, was also knocking him out, um, as was uh, Michael Nine and people like that. This Experimental electronic music. Yeah, and you know, just based on a sort of algorithmic. Right, okay. Doodads. Doodads. But I think this is just John enjoying himself, this album. So, this first, first track is called. I'll open the box. Um, Oh, this is part of his uh, 13th uh, symphony, 
uh, very samurai return from work uh, number one being the Toccata huh. so he's brought through some of his, his classical training and John still teaches or at least is head of, uh, of classical music at some oh. fancy London school for music a fancy London school and because he's still kicking about mm. I was quite tempted to think oh wouldn't it be interesting to, to email out. John oh yeah Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. um, before the show and see how he feels about, about tapes and yes. clearly he found their sort of egalitarian nature useful in that he was able to put out his own tape of tunes Yes, and he might have something to say about what has been maybe lost in the fact that we've chucked a load of tapes he might not care about that at all. Mm. What I would be worried about, though, is that he would just say, "Don't play my tapes on your programs." <laughs> you didn't even mail him. Very wise. Very wise. Who doesn't really, don't really care what he thinks about tapes? <laughs> <laughs> really? I'd, I'd be devastated. And you'd just be like, "Is this all good?" He <laughs> would have still done it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We've still done it, but I just felt bad. Um. This is 1988, mm. it says. Yeah, so this is an early, <clears throat> early no. electronica. At this point, electronic electronica exists in diverse forms. Yeah. I mean, that's fun. A little major key jazzy bit. I, I think this is him having fun. Yeah. I think... But he's, he is very much in that pre-electronic mode. He's... This is quite late, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's 88. You've had all your synth pop. You've had all your synth pop. You've had your synth pioneers, people playing around with with wires and weird Mm -hmm. loops and business. So John, I think, is a bit... I think he's a bit set in his... I think he's a bit set in his ways. Yep. Because what is he... What's he kicking about on here? He is... Has he got a list of the... Uh, he has got his uh, his gear list. Of course he has. Of course he has. So he's using a Yamaha music computer. CX501 slash 128. Classic. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you gear heads out there. Um, do you think that synth people are as insufferable as guitar people? Hmm. I'm not sure they are. That's a tough one, isn't it? It's a tricky one. Guitar people are really, really bad people (laughs) as a rule. As a general rule Rule of thumb. thumb. Occasional nice guy or girl will slip through. Yeah, that just happens to own a guitar and enjoys guitars. Yeah, and might even be good at it. Yeah, you never know. But um, but guitar people, for the most part, woof. Absolute wankers. Mm. Uh, As someone who sold guitars for a long time, really put me off the instrument altogether. This is nice. This is fun, isn't it? So, again, this to me seems like he's playing around with the little, you know, with the piano roll on his Yamaha music computer. Because it's like maybe <clears throat> I don't know, maybe John could play this on a on a piano. He's very oh yeah, I think pretty good, very talented by all means. Also on the tuba. What? Also a big tuba man. Is he? Yeah, like Tubby the tuba. <laughs> he's got two little <laughs> legs, two little arms. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, huh? Little uh-huh. textual reference, a little bit of fun. He's just using just losing a lot of words that I'm not understanding today. Can we get back to talking about insufferable musicians? Yes, yeah, yeah. I don't think that keyboard people yeah. are as bad as guitar people no. as a rule. Well, collecting synths is 
are going to be prohibitively expensive for a lot of people. But guitars yeah. is more within that sort of range of middle class possibilities. Think of some synth guys. Rick Wakeman. Mm, not, not him. <laughs> <laughs> Think of some other synth guys. Herbie Hancock. Herbert Hancock. Herbie Ooh. Hancock. Compare cool. him to say Richie Blackmore. Eric Clapton. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> There's no question. There's no question, is Absolutely there? Absolutely no question. No. Herbie's much cooler. Quite on. The guy from Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, sure. He doesn't say anything. He just stands yeah, there. Exactly. That's pretty cool. Yeah, very cool dude. Very yeah. cool dude. Compare him to... Steve Vai. Ooh. <laughs> 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 yeah, so yeah. They're, they're, I think... Yeah. Comprehensively proved and proven that. A lot of guitar dudes, when I worked in the Basingstoke shop, and I say dudes because it was it was the men that were in, insufferable. Yes, of course. Um, we're just we're racist as well. Oh. But I don't know if that's just because they were in Basingstoke. If there's Basingstoke people that are racist, or whether it's still racist. People. Oh, I see. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. You thought like they were racist because they were from from Basingstoke. Possibly, yeah, yeah. It has an effect on a man. I've not gotten over it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds awful. Isn't it? And yeah, all, I, think, I remember a lot of guitarists mm. when synth music came around, if that's a correct <laughs> term, mm -hmm. when keyboards came into fashion, sure, yeah. weren't happy. They oh, didn't yeah. like it. Yeah, didn't want a synth player yeah. in their band or anything to do with them. A keyboard player, no way, governor. Guitars, all the way. I so remember. that's good that they got pissed off with it. Yeah. <laughs> During my sort of insufferable punk period, which is it's still lingering to some extent. Um, I'll say. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't abide the idea of a keyboard player in a, in a band. No. And I was like, no, nah, there's just not raw enough, is it? I was no, like, the only no. keyboard I like is that little organ bit on Stealing People's Mail by Dead Kennedys. <laughs> just the worst. I was the worst human you could possibly imagine when I was young. Well, we were all worse when we were young. We were. We were all worse when we were young. Mm. Which is why you get more right-wing as you get older. Because it's just, it's the correct decision to make. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Governor. Just joking, of course. Of course. Remember the Führer? No. <laughs> What's the word? Führer. 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 Never said it out loud. Führer. When, uh... You're, you'll know this reference. Okay. <laughs> when uh, Iron Maiden used keyboards on Somewhere in Time album. Oh, wow. Oh, I can't imagine that. Blimey. Brilliant album, though. Because, the, because of the keyboards. Because of the keyboards. They can't help. It's <laughs> mm. got something going on in my ears. Yes, this is the work of uh, of uh, John White, experimental composer, enjoying which himself. Talking in the realm of, absolutely uh, of bullshit, bullshit, which is. Quite interesting music. It is extremely interesting music, and one of the probably one of the tapes that people will be more interested to listen to yes. than a lot of them. <laughs> All due respect, guff that we end up playing. Yeah, and don't talk over. Yeah, and now we talk over yeah. this, which is actually nice. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what's quite fun is the um, is the Thirteenth Symphony is divided into Track One, Toccata, which we've heard, Adagio, which we've heard, and Three, Idelberger Salsa. <laughs> so, Idelberger. Salsa. <clears throat> Shall we see where this takes us? Sure. The other person that I thought about emailing, because yes. I'm going to play this tape, is the bloke I bought it from. 
Oh yes, as you as you were, you set me up so nicely to go into earlier on, and I crudely turned it into a silly joke. That's fine. Um, that's much better. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the tapes I bought from Mark Talbot, yes. who did the uh, second side up tape cassette show. Yes. Um, uh, throughout the seventies, eighties. Um, and again, I'll pop a link in the description again. It's a fascinating fella who went to great lengths to make what was essentially like a sort of proto-podcast on tapes which he then copied and sent out to friends and family. That's great, isn't it? Um, really wonderful guy that, uh, that I spoke to, really very kind and genuine with his, uh, with his time. Um, which is sort of why I didn't email him about this either, because I'm like, oh, mm. he, he's like a tape guy. Yeah. And he's a music guy, yeah. and is into the fidelity of of the music that he would capture or the, the talking he would capture. And I was thinking, there's nothing for him here. <laughs> just be, literally nothing. Just be made really sad. It would. It would be very, very depressed. It would. So are we just essentially ripping him off. Who? John White or Mark Talbot? <laughs> oh, what's <laughs> <laughs> just both? John White, born 5th of April 1936 <laughs> in Berlin, spent his early years in London and Switzerland. Uh, he studied piano with a series of names um, that I won't read out, and organ with Osborne Peasgood. Uh, he's written a large body of music for theatre and ballet, over a hundred piano sonatas, countless works for instrumental, electronic and vocal ensembles, and the longest ever piece written for cello and tuba. Um, last mentioned, earning itself an entry in the Guinness Book of Music. Huh. Did you think he did that on purpose? Mm, Just like his mate gets no. an entry in the Guinness Book of Music, he's like, oh, I'd write a really long one. <laughs> Play this note for 20 years. That's it. I've, I've written it. Just put a brick on it and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, The Shaman wrote a song about Osborne Peasgood. <laughs> <coughs> Thanks for that. I had a little bit of phlegm back there in that. Oh, really? <laughs> clear it. <laughs> Lovely stuff. <laughs> really appreciate that. So John's got the following to say uh, regarding the pieces for electronic instruments included in this collection. Perhaps you'd like to hear from John. Mm. I'm fascinated by the tradition of bell ringing. Oh. It seems an elegant way of demonstrating the special qualities of a finite number of sounds, more expansive than tunes. With a few exceptions, my electronic music is process or systems based. Um, the exceptions given are this one, where he's kind of mucking about and having fun. Um, these numerical notations are recorded into sound and observed with interest as they run their courses. Sometimes picturesque illusions arise in this way of working, hence the informal nature of the tightening of movements within these symphonies. So John's a fun guy. This <laughs> is <laughs> what we get from this. Yeah. Quite nice. He's enjoying himself. I'm enjoying myself. Good. I'm going to go off mic just to have a snack. That's it. Mm. I will say, however, when I've played this tape, because this is one of the ones, the few that I've listened to that, mm. that we've done, normally it's our first listen. When I've played this tape when other people are around, they're like, this sounds like hell. I hate this. <laughs> I can also see their, yes. their point of view. Right. But it's not for everyone. <clears throat> not so key on this song. 
the song that I did thought think that I might have liked was the one we talked all the way through. Literally all the way through, <laughs> yeah. And I would have the occasional thought to myself when we were talking that this sounds quite nice, I should <laughs> probably shut up. <laughs> listen to this. No, we didn't. No, I wonder. Maybe so I'll go back to listen. On this side. Because yeah, we're getting, getting... Got quite a bit left on this side. Getting there. Yeah, maybe. I think we get the general idea of this track. Just hit the fast forward button. Do you know? He's done I'll it. Be able to figure it out. He's only gone and bloody done it. Thank you. So we're fast forwarding now, hopefully, into his tenth symphony, which is called Plain Song and Bells, which might be a bit more systems based than um, the American yep. Samurai. Still don't know what that means. Oh, hey, jazzy, right? <laughs> now we're grooving. You are really getting into this. I'm really enjoying this, yeah. Swimming in your head mm -hmm. from side to side. It's going to let this one run, I think. Yes, this is uh, marvelous. You know, when you hear a rapper say, like, let it run, yeah. do you think that anyone on the other end is actually listening to that? It just sounds cool. I don't know. I think a lot of backing tracks are just backing tracks these days, aren't they? Uh, Nobody's on the ones and twos, cutting no. between the groove. No, not generally Whatever. cutting between the groove. That's the words, right? <laughs> no. I'm on the crossfader, cutting between the groove, is what your DJ would say. <laughs> and But if like, Timberland comes to you and he's made it in Ableton yep. or whatever, you're just gonna listen to the intro and say let it let it run. Yeah. He's not gonna play the intro again for you, is he? He's bought it and like he's burned mm. it to a CDR. Yeah. Or something. Got it on a stick. Honestly, you don't know. You don't know, do you? I have no idea. Neither do I. That's why it's fun. A fun spirited discussion to have. <laughs> this is great. This is great, isn't it? Really good. This is great. So just so I don't just dance through the rest of this, I'll say something. I'll say some things. Oh, I was just listening to that. That's lovely. Yeah. Um, I won't say much. Apparently. No, this is. But please don't ruin it. I'll save it for the next. I'll save it for the next time. We'll, do, we'll enjoy this one. <laughs> I don't know that how much talking we need to do in general on this program, really, because the tapes, right, are usually interesting oh. if they're not amazing. <clears throat> yes. You and I are very rarely either of those things. Oh, God, no. Things. No, no. Especially not you. <laughs> cool, but fair. <laughs> What's this one called? Uh, this is... What do you think? Bells! Bells. My favourite uh, 
isn't it? <laughs> right, we're, get, it's, we're getting on for time, so... Yep, get the idea of that. Do the thing. Pop it open. That last track, Plain Song, mm. was Bloomin' Great. Well, what's it doing? Really enjoyed that. This... Rip it for you, listen in the car. <clears throat> so you're swapping the tape over there? You know? Putting in the special one? Do you know what that means? Yes. Do you think the listener knows what that means? I don't know. I'll tell them what it means. It means it's time for the drop. Yes. So, what are we eating tonight? We've been eating something called Jira Para from the well, wonderful people at CoFresh, of course, and oh, it's yes. blooming delicious. Of course. It's absolutely delicious. I'm not so into this one. What? Um, What's wrong with you? I think the people at CoFresh would want me to be honest. I think they want to sponsor that they can, they want to sponsor a, a podcast <laughs> where they can say these two guys stand up for what they believe in. Do you? And um, a little bit dry for me. Dry. Well, that's why we've got a drink with us. And. That delicious drink mm. is Asda's own Diet Iron Brew. Now, how is the brew spelled, Richard? B-R-E-W. Incredible work from the people down the Asda's to Very avoid good. legal action. Absolutely brilliant. The first thing you notice about this mm -hmm. is the smell. <laughs> <laughs> when you lift a glass up yeah. to your mouth. You can really smell the chemicals involved. And they smell delicious. Yeah, it's great. I'm into it. mine out of a... Uh, Strongbow cloudy, Strongbow cloudy apple glass to make it myself try and imagining I've got some alcohol. Oh, nice. Uh, so I do 19th Symphony, uh, Arctic Stagger is his first track. So the one sensible thing that I had kind of lined up to say about this, yes. because John seems to be well he's, he's classically trained pianos is his main deal and this is him sort of dabbling in uh, in electronica electronic music uh, i thought i would talk about stockhausen on apex twin hey. <laughs> <laughs> stockhausen of course said of uh, the work of uh, richard james apex twin I think it would be very helpful if he listens to my work, Song of the Youth, which is electronic music, and a young boy's voice singing with himself, because he would then immediately stop with all these post-African repetitions, <laughs> and he would look for changing tempi and changing rhythms, and he would not allow to repeat any rhythm if it were varied to some extent, and if it did not have a direction in its sequence of variations. <sighs> Sounds a bit wanky. White men. Uh, they are the problem. <laughs> Um, I believe Richard James responded with something like he should listen to more of my music and then he'd stop making shit you can't dance to <laughs> can you dance to Apex Twin? would you like me to do that for you? yes later on <laughs> um, what would you be wearing? <laughs> <laughs> Arctic Stagger could do with a little um, just, I'm just going to light a fire under it oh. as it were metaphorically I hope yeah absolutely <laughs> um <laughs> I'm just mindful of the time. I don't want to. Uh, no. Don't want to stuff this up. 
Yeah, I think we get the uh, the gist of this. You'll be getting the gist for eight and a half minutes. Stagger. Cripes. Cripesy. Dan just enjoying a delicious co-fresh snack there. You say you're not keen on them. I keep going back to the world. Can't stop eating them. I can't stop eating them. Okay, so here's why it's a bit dry, right? Ingredients: wheat flour, sixty-six mm. <laughs> percent; vegetable oil, cumin seeds, two percent, and salt. Is that it? That's it. Oh, blimey, it's delicious. Do with a bit more oil, maybe. You just got a drink, then, haven't you? I've got a drink. I want to top myself off. Top yourself off. <laughs> well, now. Most. Once, yeah. once you've finished yeah. uh, <laughs> topping yourself off, yeah. could, could you please maybe press fast forward? Yeah, of course. Now. This hasn't changed. Whilst I have enjoyed um, listening to, to John in his entirety, um, I understand that it's not going to be a cup of tea of all our no, listeners. No, of course not. And I wouldn't be surprised if many of them have already said, you know what, boys? I'll catch you next time. <laughs> and that's fine. Um, yeah, pretty much everyone says that at the beginning of every podcast. I think so. But Well, beginning of the first one and then just, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So I will try and um, try and bop through um, some more of Arctic Stagger. If you are enjoying it, please seek out uh, John's works. Yeah. I would imagine you can still buy stuff of his from somewhere. Probably. I don't know. Okay, so this might be, um, what's after Arctic Staggering? Um, the Whistlers and their mothers. 11 minutes, 28 seconds. So he's having a bit of fun there. Uh, it is like whistling. It is a bit like, like, it's a bit, a bit like whistling. The clangers or something? Like the Now that is very perceptive. <laughs> <laughs> as far as the dissection of electronic experimental music goes on this show, you won't hear much cleverer than <laughs> it's a bit like the clangers. Uh, the clangers mate. on the name of the uh, the painting Whistler's Mother by Caravaggio. What? Sorry, I was pausing for laughs. What? <laughs> was that a joke? <laughs> Just let it go. Just let it. Let it. You're really confusing me. This. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is, does sound like the sort of thing that a child might enjoy. No, that's you know that's not yeah, saying perfectly valid. Bad perfectly valid. All um, responses to to John's work are, are valid. I believe you can't. <laughs> if it makes is you, that true? Well, if it. If it sends you into a reverie and you say, ah, yes, I appreciate these delicate crystalline mathematical constructions, then that's a perfectly valid response. If it makes you super angry, like people might when I play it at home, <laughs> that's also a perfectly valid response. Yeah. If you think it's funny, 
perfectly valid response. I don't know if there are any of the ones that John was was going for, but mate, if you're making art, mm. that's it. Whereas something like Pagan Wheels, yes, um, the only valid response is is to to rock out, <laughs> and if you're not rocking out, <laughs> they would have been uh, devastated. Yes, by that big time. According to a website which was last updated in 1999, it's possible to buy CDs um, from John uh, called things like Killer Tuba Songs and Fashion Music. Fashion Music. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'd be really uh, interested to get hold of um, the Killer Tuba Songs um, because it includes uh, some songs called Three Movements from Basingstoke hey there you go so maybe they're racist it's just Basingstoke <laughs> <laughs> my boss in the uh, in the guitar shop God. and um, I think he told me I don't know if I've told this before on the podcast. He told me within, I think, my first week of employment that um, that he would fuck me in the ass with a stick, and he would very frequently. But just pardon what? I don't know why he's. I don't know why he said it. <clears throat> but he sometimes would just get really angry as well. Like we had a little pot. Like you would like restring people's guitars or tune them up or whatever, and they'd give you a couple of quid, hmm. and you'd put it in a pot, and then you'd go and you'd buy like some cokes out of it at lunchtime. And once he came out of his office and just grabbed a, a, like a quid or two out of this pot, and he's raging and he was going like, "I'm taking this quid because I'm because I'm the fucking manager and I'm going to go round to Iceland and buy a fucking coke. And if anyone's got a problem with that, out on the fucking loading bay and we'll fucking have it out. And like that's what the money's for. That's what it's there for. Best manager I ever yeah, had. Yeah, really yeah. looked after me. Yes, but it was how I see. Now I see. Yes, uh, that sounds like an interesting job. It was an interesting. It's the most interesting job uh, I've ever had. Yes, it sounds like a uh, very. I would say never a dull moment. No, there. Yes, I bet there were there were many many dull moments. Oh, there were. Um, but at least you could you could play a guitar Just for play a, bit. a guitar. Yeah, yeah. Or keyboards. Yeah, have terrible opinions about <laughs> things and be dreadful. Yep. I think I think we get guy the, who oh. did like brass and woodwind was having an affair with someone Ooh. from like the Salvation Army or something like that. Jesus. He used to get he used to do he used to conduct for the Salvation Army like for an hour a week and he get like 150 pounds or something. What? It's money for old rope mate. Um we're new we're at the half hour mark I yeah, think now. I think so. Getting there. Um, have a quick listen to the last yeah, so track so it was, um, so it was 11 it. minutes of that mm-hmm. so track part 3 of the 19th Sympathy is Some Indonesian Hang Gliding which what is it's called which is a cracking name for a tune I think Some Indonesian yeah, it's Hang it's actually yeah. 9 minutes 51 seconds Let's see how we go Just take a little sip of the iron brew <laughs> trying to be sick trying to figure out what it is it smells like the, it's supposed to the concentrates that's got on it are safflower Lemon, black carrot, and black currant. Black carrot and black currant. <laughs> that can't be right. Two different things. I'll say again: black carrot, black currant. Oh, black carrot, 
black currant. <laughs> this is fun. It's a bit like fun, isn't it? This is a bit like fun, some Indonesian hand gliding. What's interesting about this to me is that it would only have it's very of its time I think sure and would only have been seen as experimental kind of in that moment and now like you say I mean you could pop open a, a cheap DAW on your computer sit down with a little piano roll you could write this yeah, yeah. In, and, and piddle around with it and come up with it in an afternoon almost by accident yeah um since so a little snapshot of time whereas again something like Pagan Wheels was a snapshot of time but it could have belonged sort of six years in, in the past and there were there were bands playing that kind of thing like eight or nine years in in the future it was rock music yes and um, fairly malleable in that sense let's stop the tape <laughs> <coughs> um, whereas this would have only ever come out when John had got to grips with some electronic stuff. Yes, absolutely right. Yes, at, the, yes. um, at the ripe old age of whatever it was. Yep. I mean, there's quite a setup, I'd imagine. There's a, the picture on the front, it looks like he's sitting in front of a bank of wires. Yes, wires are very important in synthesizers. Yes. I've learned. Keys. Keys. Knobs. Buttons. Lights. Plugs. <laughs> Wood. Plastic. Metal. Socket. Electricity. People. Speakers. Computers. <laughs> Microphones. Robots. Record pressing plant. <laughs> That's quite enough of that. <laughs> this is, of course, the part of the show where we count down three to one and say whether this is an amazing tape or not. Yes. Um, do you want to count? Yes. Please do. Twenty. <laughs> Three, two, one, and I don't know. <laughs> oh, what the, okay, okay. Let me take my cans off. Let's oh. get serious. Oh yeah. Um, your head looks nice. Thank you. Um, so just uh, briefly, because mine's the more simple one. Um, I think it's an amazing tape. I'm really. You said and. I said an amazing tape um, purely because it's it's experimental music. Mm, yep. But because it's made by an older guy experimenting yep. I don't think it was cutting edge when it came out no nope. um, it was sort of the, the bleeding edge of what John could conceive and gave him the opportunity to make sounds that he never could have made or never could have imagined maybe as a younger man being born in 1936 but to the rest of the world I don't know maybe there wasn't it could have easily been made 20 years earlier yeah and sound yeah. exactly the same yeah absolutely and that's why I like it. Yes, yeah. just because it's a, a weird little thing that yeah, sits yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. in that yeah. in that slot in time. And yeah. by this man, Great. you don't know. I don't know because of mm. all those things you said, mm -hmm. and it's great that someone's done that and yeah. produced these tapes. Mm -hmm. And the music is really interesting. Mm. But my one criteria, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that I have yeah. for it to be an amazing tape mm -hmm. is. 
I would listen to it, listen again. To it again. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really important that you have that criteria. I do. You? you don't get as carried away as I do, because otherwise they'd all be in there. But you really liked playing the song. I think the whole concept behind it, sure. the whole idea. Yeah. I'm gonna have. I think I'm gonna have to say it is an amazing tape. It's. Okay, I would so listen to that one track. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Maybe, maybe th- probably maybe three tracks. That we listen to. The one that we talked to sounded yeah. quite good. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> wasn't really paying attention. Sure. Uh, that other one was great, absolutely brilliant. And there was another one. Maybe that last one was a bit of fun. It was like a bit fun. like fun. I think that fits the criteria. I think so. I might not listen to every track on Three Orange Kisses um, a lot, but there were a couple on there that, that were really, really Yeah, good. yeah, absolutely. So I think to just because of that one thing that I would not listen to it, all of it again, not to put it in the amazing tapes hall mm. of fame but there's a lot of tapes I, a lot of records that I don't listen to every track on it yeah 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 no absolutely so it'd be churlish not to say it's an amazing tape because it quite obviously is it would be churlish uh, not to say fucking amazing tape it's an amazing tape yeah brilliant cool great well, that was nice that was easy um, mm. amazing tapes on at amazing tapes on twitter if That's you like right. that kind of thing yep fuck facebook fuck facebook of course instagram <laughs> you gonna, what would you put on instagram what would we put on instagram I don't do can you do Nude pictures. I've got. I don't think you can. Yeah. So well, where you would we go? I'll start doing new pictures on Twitter. <laughs> Good Go idea. On. Great idea. Cool. Love you. Bye. Thanks. Bye.